Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm here with you. Everybody listening all over North America. I don't care if you're tuned in on the free Odyssey app. You could be listening on your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate. You could be tuned in on Sirius XM Channel 158. Or you could be listening on a smart speaker, which means you're smart. I appreciate you. I'm going to be rolling here with you for the next three hours. It is a four-hour show. I get started 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific, every single weeknight. We opened up the show talking about Ame Udoka suspended for the entire season by the Boston Celtics. The Celtics also made it very clear. We will evaluate his standing with the team later, at a later date. So there is no guarantee that Ami Udoka will return to the Celtics as head coach, but we do know this for right now. He's done. He's finished for this year, and he apologized. And so he made a decision. Joe Mazzula, assistant head coach, will take over the team for this upcoming season. And it is a harsh penalty knowing that what he did is consensual and, you know, people have affairs, people have relationships, etc. The Celtics, they wanted to eliminate the distraction. Did he need to be punished? Yes. But they wanted to get rid of the distraction, and that they did. If the Celtics go on a 10-game winning streak and it's the day that Aimi Udoka is supposed to come back or if they're on a losing streak, it's just this is going to be talked about all season different degrees and different references, the situation would loom. If you missed it, you can go ahead and hit rewind on the free Odyssey app. Thursday night football is rolling along, and when I say rolling, I might as well mean literally, because as this moment, moment that I speak, the Cleveland Browns, they are running and rolling all over the Pittsburgh Steelers. The current score is 23 to 14 there's about three and a half minutes left in this game and damn it I don't know Kenny Pickett is going to have to get that call soon because the Steelers cannot generate offense and the Cleveland Browns have basically dominated this game on the ground they are just pardon the pun they're running away with it 162 yards on the ground and the Steelers they're having a difficult time mustering up any yards 100 on the ground 147 passing and Mitch Trubisky he is going to hear more calls unless he helps lead some type of uh, miraculous turnover I mentioned to you about Ben Simmons so we still have a lot to do as we wait for the conclusion of this Monday night football game. Before we move on to to Ben Simmons and talk JPP and Thursday night football, 
Jack, I, I want to allow you to, you know, put a stamp on things. I know we discussed what took place with Ame Udoka. Final question. Do you believe he's going to return here as Celtics coach in the future or too soon to tell? I believe that we never see him with the Celtics ever again. And the reason why I feel that way is I think, and I mentioned this to you in our pre-show meeting or pre-show phone call, whatever you want to call it. The reason that all of these allegations and the nature of what happened were leaked and came to light and we saw all these big name NBA media pundits tweeting these things out is there, there's friction and there's tension between Udoka and the Celtics organization. And these types of situations, we never really see what's going on behind the scenes. And the fact that they were handing down internal discipline and letting everyone know what happened tells me that he's in a bad place with the organization. I think they're using this kind of as an excuse to suspend him temporarily, and then they're going to find a reason not to bring him back next year. I really wonder, though, what role Brad Stevens has in this situation. Does he have his eye on another head coach in the NBA? Is there an assistant for another team that he's been lusting for? Is there someone at the college level he likes? I don't think we see Yodoka ever with the Celtics again, though, and I think it's going to cause a lot of tension within the organization because it was clear that the players liked him. They got up every day to play for him, which, which in basketball is extremely rare because, remember, the players make a whole lot more money than the coaches. So if they really cared about him and they really liked him, and it's obvious that they did, and the Celtics still decide never to give him a second chance with the team, I think it'll be an unmitigated disaster for the organization. Well, he did it. I mean, we can we can speculate as to what took place and what and Brad's no, Ime Udoka did it. He did it. He, you know, you're not supposed to do this, and he did it. And these are the potential repercussions. I mean, based on what we just saw a couple of months ago in the NBA Finals, uh, I see no reason as to why Brad Stevens would want to go ahead and and hire someone else or look for an excuse to do so. Uh, Ime Udoka, he he made his decisions, his choices, and now unfortunately. He's going to have to live with the, the potential consequences. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Someone else in the NBA who has made plenty of decisions and is having to live with the consequences of his own decisions is Ben Simmons. Yes, the gigantic six foot ten point guard or forward or whatever the hell you want to call him Now for the Brooklyn Nets, even though we have yet to see him play a minute or a second for the Brooklyn Nets. We know about the situation last season, last year playoffs, because we didn't see him play a minute this year. Ben Simmons basically got spooked. He's playing the Hawks and he sucks. He's afraid to go to the free throw line. He's afraid to be fouled. He doesn't want to shoot the basketball, and it hurt the squad. It got them eliminated. This man saw the ghost of Trey Young approaching him at the basket. He didn't even want to jam the ball because he didn't want to be fouled and go to the free throw line. And so then he steps away from the team. Then he doesn't want to trade. And then Doc Rivers is, oh, do you think Ben Simmons can be a championship guard on a championship team? He's like, I don't know. Ben Simmons wants to leave. They're finding Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is saying, my mental health is not where it needs to be. And then he finally gets moved and traded to Brooklyn for Harden. And then he's ramping up to play. And the Sixers are withholding his pay. And 
then he has a back issue and he's drawing attention to himself and he didn't talk to anybody until this week. Ben Simmons sat down with JJ Redick, who does his old man and three old man and the three podcast. And he said a few things. He admitted that he could have done some things better. But then he also blamed the, the Sixers. And it seemed like he didn't want to take full responsibility for his actions. Like, for instance, let's keep in mind, Ben Simmons, that, that missed playoff dunk, I want you to listen to this explanation. Ben Simmons basically said, oh, yeah, I turned and uh, I just saw a jersey. I didn't see it was Trey Young. I just... I didn't go for it. Listen, Ben says, I didn't realize after the fact how big that was when I didn't want to take the shot, when I didn't even think about the dunk. Listen to this. For whatever reason, that's the play that everyone talks about, that everyone is, everybody sort of puts on you as the, as the blame, right? The it's like that, that single play. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, in the moment, I just spun, and I'm assuming Trey's going to come over quicker. So I'm thinking he's going to come full blown. I see Matisse going there. I'm, you know, Matisse, Matisse is athletic and get up. So I'm thinking, okay, quick pass. He's going to flush it, not knowing how much space there was. It happened, it happened so quick that you just make a read. And in the playoffs, you need to make the right decisions majority of the time. And for that moment, um, I mean, bro, it, it happened and I was just like, okay, now we got to go make another play. So that's how I'm thinking. And I didn't realize how, you know, everyone's posting. I'm like, is that big? Oh, well, you found out how big it was when they were burning your jerseys when the series was over. When the fans in Philly said, we don't want you anymore. And during the course of the podcast, Ben Simmons made it very clear. He's like, hey, I still got family in Philly. I love Philly. I grew up in Philly. Those folks don't like you. Everybody was waiting for you to step out onto the basketball court in Philadelphia. And you didn't do anything but sit on the bench. And then you had surgery. They don't like you, man. And after that entire fiasco and situation, and now Ben Simmons, he's letting everybody know, I was not in a place to play. Why did you come back for two days of practice? Because um, I was trying to do the right thing. I was trying to, trying to do the right thing. And I just was not in that place to play. Like, I wasn't. Like, I just couldn't do it. Um, and I, you know, getting kicked out of that, that practice that day, I actually spoke to Doc before practice. I was like, Doc, I'm not ready. Like mentally, I'm not ready. Please just understand that. You know, I tried to let him know prior. And he's like, well, I'm going to put you in anyway. I'm like, all right. Told me to get in. I was like, I looked at him. Like, it was like two, it's like one minute into practice. Like, man, get in. I'm like, first of all, no one's, no one's doing that. You're doing this on purpose. And that's how I felt. Too. I was like, okay, so you're, it's like, it seems like everyone's just trying to me now. Like I have, I'm getting fined for like not lifting weights, but physically I'm like one of the strongest guys on the team. So I'm like, now they're finding me for little things. And, and it was just a buildup of, obviously I didn't handle things the right way, but also the team didn't either. What do you, you want to hug? We're going to blame the team. They, they're badgering you and you basically quit on the squad, man. And yeah, they went back at you. I believe that, but what are you doing? They're paying you money. They're paying you to play basketball. Go do it. You wanted to quit, and then you wanted to play games, and that's – I don't know. I don't have any sympathy for Ben Simmons. 
he's going to step into a situation, and it's a it's an odd situation all by itself. Knowing you have Kyrie Irving there, you have Kevin Durant, who just a few months ago didn't want to be there, probably still doesn't want to be there. And then you have him, Ben Simmons, who I've seen him play basketball legitimately in more than a year, a year and a half. We don't know how his back is going to react. We don't know where he is mentally. It's a good basketball situation for him. He's not going to be tasked with running the team. No one is going to look for him to go out there and drop 20-plus points a game. Play defense. Run the fast break. Initiate the offense if Kyrie Irving is sitting down. But we don't need you to be a superstar. Play D. Cut to the basket. If you get an open shot, do us a favor. At least attempt it if it's in your range which we know he really doesn't have too much of any. But he can still go out there and be a productive basketball player. We have seen him be one of the best. We have seen him be an all-star. And so knowing that the Brooklyn Nets by themselves were going to be a massive story, Ben Simmons returning, Kyrie Irving on a contract year, Kevin Durant won it out and now he's here. How the three of them fit together with all the ancillary pieces, the Royce O'Neals, and I mean they they brought in some they brought in some weapons. T.J. Warren, Joe Harris is expected back and to be healthy. They got some guys who can go out there and ball. And so the East, for many reasons, is going to be very very interesting. Thank you, Ami Udoka, for making the Celtics interesting. It's not just Grant Williams and his his leg injuries that just unfortunately uh, pop up every other month. You have the Chicago Bulls. Ball is having another surgery on his knee. The 76ers should be an interesting team. Why? Because they got Joel Embiid who plays with a broken face and broken hands. It's just... It just goes on. Cleveland is an emerging team. The East is going to be fun. Miami's not going anywhere. Milwaukee isn't going anywhere. Hopefully they're healthy. NBA is going to be a wild, wild situation this year. Let's just see how it all rolls and runs together. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We are going to take a break, and when we come back, we're talking about a a return from injury. We have no idea when Ben Simmons is going to return or what he looks like. Right now in the NFL this season, we know Dak Prescott is out with a broken thumb, a broken bone in his hand. But Jerry Jones let us all know he might be back sooner than later. I'll explain on the other side of the break. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. That's right. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. 36 seconds left. Thursday night football. The Cleveland Browns currently lead the Steelers 23-17. to Steelers have just looked They look flat. They actually threw George Pickens the ball. It's been an ugly situation tonight for the Steelers. There's 
uh, unless there's some type of miraculous comeback. They're currently under a, an official review. I'm trying to verify what exactly they're reviewing, as obviously I'm on air here with you. I think it might be possession or ball placement. Cleveland does have the ball right now. The fact is, this game is likely going to be over. Unless the Steelers have some type of comeback. And and we might as well all get ready for the Kenny Pickett talk. Because having Trubisky at the helm now for game number three, it's still not going anywhere. You want to talk about dink and dunk. It's it's not even a, a dink and a dunk. It's just, where are we going? And so it actually is ball placement. It's fourth and inches right now. The Cleveland Browns are trying to pretty much ice this game with 40 seconds left on the clock. 855-212-4CBS. Mike is calling from Baltimore. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Mike? But, yeah, yeah, I like to see the Browns. Oh, I don't, know what the, I don't know what the hell Mike is doing. Mike sounds like he was calling me from a uh, – I don't know if that's a bathroom or or padded cell. And so right now the the Browns are trying to run this clock. Yeah, this Thursday night football on Amazon is is interesting. Trying to draw an offside. Back things up. Yeah, the, the AFC North in a general sense, just this year is it's interesting. We, got, we have a couple of teams in transition here. Obviously, tonight, the matchup between the Browns and the Steelers, just it's not all that exciting out the gate. Jacoby Brissett is starting. Mitch Trubisky is starting. These are basically two placeholders, one for Deshaun Watson, the other one for Kenny Pickett, or whoever ultimately might be the next quarterback for the Steelers. We know it ain't Trubisky for the long run, doesn't look like it. You have the Baltimore Ravens. They just added Jason Pierre-Paul today to their defensive line. And you got the, the, the Bengals running around. And Joe Burrow's telling everybody, yeah, I, I deleted all my social media because I, I don't need to listen to anybody. People are crapping on us for being 0-2, and we just went to the damn Super Bowl. And so I get it. I understand it, but the AFC North is just, it's a battle of that. All things considered, the Ravens or the Bengals are likely to win. The Bengals are going to, they got 15 more games left here in the season, but they ain't looking too hot. They're not looking too good right now. And then I mentioned to you what the the Ravens have been able to do. They added Jason Pierre-Paul. Yeah, Jason Pierre-Paul, JPP, most people know him as the guy who blew off his hand. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. During a 4th of July fireworks accident back in uh, 2015. New York Giants just gave him the franchise tag. Wanted to keep him around. And then he decided to go out there and blow his hand off. Hell of a football player, right? You're going to play defensive end and, and sack the quarterback with no hand? Yeah, he did, and he was successful at it. And we have a final score now tonight. As a matter of fact, we have more than a final score. We have a touchdown recovery on one of these flea flickers. The game is done. Cleveland gets another touchdown to end the game. 29 to 17. And so the Browns here, they improve their record on the season to 2 and 1. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they now fall to 1 and 2. And this this is your prototypical ugly ass game. Bad. How does this things finish up? Let me let me first of all tell you about both both QBs. Jacoby Brissett doing a decent job holding down the fort until Deshaun Watson returns. 220 yards, two touchdowns. Mitch Trubisky, and this is where things get ugly, completes 19 of 31 passes for 209 yards. Najee Harris has 56 on the ground with a TD. Nick Chubb had 113 yards and a touchdown. He was out there dragging defenders every time you looked up. And if you have to look at the the stats for the teams in its totality, it's bad. It's ugly. 171 rushing yards by Cleveland to 104 for the Steelers. Time of possession, and this is what happens when you run the ball efficiently. Cleveland had the ball. For 36 minutes. 23 minutes for the Steelers. They couldn't muster offense. And if you are the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you are Mike Tomlin, what the hell are you running Trubisky out there for the next game for? What, 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 are, you, what are we doing here? The Steelers' one victory came in, in basically opening up the season. 23-20. to 20. They had to play that wacky game in overtime where where kicks were missed all over the damn place and nobody wanted to win. The Steelers walked away with a W. They just lost to the Patriots 17-14. to 
Another terrible, boring-ass game. And tonight, what did the Steelers do? Absolutely nothing. They lose to Cleveland 29-17. to And so, I hate to say it, but these are, these are two teams going nowhere. I'm sorry. I don't think that the Cleveland Browns are going to be hot enough by the time Deshaun Watson returns that they're a team that anybody should care about. And yeah, if you're a Browns fan, you care. But what are you, what are you expecting, a Super Bowl here? Are we going to have some type of uh, miraculous situation where Cleveland still wins the, the AFC North? Is there a chance? Oh, yeah, there is. But I think the Ravens are better positioned to do so. And so good for the Cleveland Browns. They have a record of 2-1. and one. This is kind of best-case scenario for the team to start while Deshaun is out. But if you think about the season so far, they barely beat the Panthers, almost let the Panthers and Baker Mayfield right back into the game. The Browns, they lost to the New York Jets because they could not execute at the end of the game. And then tonight, they beat a Pittsburgh Steelers team. Damn it. These Steelers, they're trying to figure out what the hell offense is right now. And so although the Cleveland Browns are 2-1, and one, it's a great situation to be in. It's not like they're uh, playing the best brand of football. But all you have to do with no Deshaun, I get it. All you have to do is just just kind of, sort of, stay afloat. Thank you, Amazon, for broadcasting a, uh, a meat and potatoes, run the football, dominate the clock type game. Cleveland Browns certainly in control for tonight. And so as we continue on with the show, we'll talk about the Browns. We'll talk about Pittsburgh. We'll talk about their lack of offense. Damn it, we'll talk about Kenny Pickett And we'll talk about the real feasibility of the Browns staying alive until Deshaun Watson returns. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. The phone lines are open to you right now. And then speaking of a return, we have a head coach, former head coach in the NFL, He teased a potential return. I'll tell you who it is on the other side. It's the JR Sport Reshow on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Reshow here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Thursday night football is a wrap. The Cleveland Browns beat the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. The final score, 29-17. to The Cleveland Browns improved their record so far to start the season at 2-1. And, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, they fall to 1-2. For the Cleveland Browns, the conversation is going to revolve around how far can they go? How much can they keep the boat afloat until Deshaun Watson returns? And then for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the conversation is going to be around their offense, their lack of offense. And then how long is it going to take before Mitch Trubisky has to have a seat and Kenny Pickett takes over? 
We know Mike Tomlin is one of the most respected head coaches in the NFL. We know his locker room loves him. He has an excellent pulse on what takes place. But this is going to have to be a decision that he has never, ever had to face. When do I give my my young, hot-shot quarterback a chance to go out there and unseat the other guy? You know, I don't think Mike Tomlin is just going to pull the plug quickly, but when he does, he's going to be sure about it. It's just a matter of when. When we get to the top of the hour, I'm going to share with you more details from the game tonight. We're going to hear some of the calls, the the touchdowns that did take place. This was one of those grinded-out games. This was one of those, hey, we're going to take our time. The Cleveland Browns went out there, they controlled the clock, and they took it step by step by step. 855-212-4CBS, that's 855-212-4CBS. I also want to fill you in on someone who used to coach and then took a break and then this week said, yeah, I'd be, I'd be willing to come back and coach next year. And that's Sean Payton. Before I hit the phone lines, I do need to tell you this. Aaron Judge did not hit a home run tonight. He almost hit a deciding home run, but the ball stopped at the warning track. And the New York Yankees, in 10 innings, they still beat the Boston Red Sox. The final score there, as you heard from Marco Belletti, 5-4. to four. And so Aaron Judge, his home run watch continues his batting average now at 316, still leading the American League, still leading the world in every offensive category. And his game tomorrow, it'll be on Apple TV. And I just made a joke on Twitter that now that he's on Apple TV, he will hit two home runs and there'll be a lot of ticked off people who won't be able to see it. Well, that sucks. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855 212 for CBS. Brian is on the line. You're on CBS Sports Radio, Brian. What's up? Hi, JR. Thanks for having me. I just wanted to talk a little bit about how great the Browns win was tonight and Jacoby Brissett. You know, as a Browns fan, I was a little weary about him in the pocket and his confidence. But tonight, we really saw another side of him where he had more confidence throwing the ball, throwing shorter passes, uh, throwing longer passes down the field. And I think he can put us in position for when Deshaun Watson is available, we can be playoff contenders. Uh, you know, that's that's the part that that there's there's not too much clarity on. I mean, I, I think when it comes down to Jacoby Brissett, we've seen enough of him in the NFL, in his career, where what you see is what you get. He's okay. He's a stopgap. What he's doing right now, Jacoby Brissett, it's his job. It's like Andrew Luck decided to retire. Well, Andrew Luck, uh, well, he's gone. Well, here's Jacoby Brissett. And it's like, oh, well, Jimmy Garoppolo is hurt and Tom Brady is hurt. Well, here we go. Here's Jacoby Brissett. Now, is he going to be able to hold things down all season until the beginning of December? Time will tell. If you think about the Browns and their schedule over the next several games, and thank you, Brian, for calling up, The Browns play Atlanta next. Atlanta can do one of two things. They could start off the game hot and then choke, which is likely. It's 
It's what the Falcons do. But the Browns, yeah, they, they, they should be favored against the Falcons. The Browns then take on Los Angeles, the Chargers. I would go ahead and favor the Chargers in that matchup. And so the Browns, they might fall to 4-2 and two at that point, or excuse me, 3-2 and two at that point. New England is on the docket. You never know with New England. They have two division games against Baltimore and Cincinnati. They have Miami. That's not going to be a cakewalk. They have Buffalo. Not going to be a cakewalk. Tampa Bay. Not going to be a cakewalk. And then you pull up in the game where Deshaun might be eligible to return. It's against his former team. In Houston against the Texans. That's week 13. If we have a team that's sitting around 500, is is that enough? I don't know. We might be too far gone. At the early part of the season here, the Browns have had some, some, some Twinkies for games. I mean, Carolina, the Jets who beat them, and, and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh doesn't know what their offense is. You have Atlanta. This is pretty much the easy part of their schedule. When they get to November, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Miami, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, uh, those aren't easy games to just go out there and, and win, man. 855-212-4CBS. David is calling from Buffalo. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, JR. Appreciate you taking my call tonight, man. I love the show as always, dude. Um, just want to weigh in on the game from tonight. Um, I think to me what really came down to Herb Street brought this up on the broadcast was the Steelers' defense was just on the field way too much tonight. Uh, you know, Cleveland dominated the time of possession. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, that's a really formidable one-two punch. I don't know if they are a playoff team with their schedule, but if they can run the football – in this day and age in the NFL, that's kind of an anomaly, and that's that's going to keep them in games, and it's going to beat some bad teams. But if I'm Pittsburgh right now and I'm a Steelers fan, I'm saying bring in Kenny Pickett because you know what Trubisky is. He's a backup quarterback. And to me, if you Pickett is not getting paid that much, he's not great. You go, you got draft capital probably. You go out and you find a guy next year, the kid from Ohio State, the kid from Alabama. you got to find out if Pickett's any good. I'd put him in next next game if I'm Mike Tomlin. Okay. Thank you, David, for calling from Buffalo. You're referring to C.J. Stroud and then Bryce Young out of Alabama and then also uh, Stroud up in Ohio. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be time. Do you just want to throw Kenny Pickett to the Wolves if you feel that he has long-term viability? Yeah, you can always think about the next quarterback, the quarterback of the future. What are the Steelers going to do? Just tank and, and, and suck this year? That's not, that's not where they are. And if you think about Kenny Pickett, it's not like they snatched him up in, I don't know, uh, the toilet. He was the first quarterback taken. They selected him at number 20 overall. I don't think the Steelers are just going to throw him out there and see if he sinks or swims and, and go, okay, well, he – he sucks, so let's just go in and bring in the next guy. Possible. What is this going to be, the crap season for the Steelers? Could be, but I don't think it'll be intentional. 855-212-4CBS. Johnson 
is calling from Pittsburgh. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, JR, thank you for having me on. Hey, that last caller is on point. This is a team that's out of excuses. This is a team that is the Colorado River of sports. It is evaporating before our very eyes. There are no excuses left. And I agree with that last caller. We have a guy in Kenny Pickett. We drafted him to play football, not, not mouth off with Danny Smith and chew gum on the sideline. This is a guy who needs to get in the ball game, and he needs to play Sunday versus the Jets. Think about when he came back to Pitt, when he came to Pitt. He didn't walk into a wonderful situation. This is a kid who battles adversity. This is a kid who knows the city. It is time for Kenny and Pittsburgh is singing it with me tonight. That's all, Jr. Well, thank you, Johnson, for calling from Pittsburgh. As, as hyped as Johnson was, he, he could probably go out there and help the Steelers play defense. We all knew and we all know that the Steelers selected Kenny Pickett at number 20 overall because they feel he has a chance to be their future quarterback. We have to figure out when that time is. Is that time now or is it into the future? I get it. You're a Steelers fan. You want to win. Let me ask you this. You throw Kenny Pickett out there. What are you expecting? What is the overall goal for the Steelers this year? You winning the championship? You going to the playoffs? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Are the Steelers supposed to go out there and make some type of massive dent? Would Kenny Pickett at the helm? Are they supposed to make a massive dent with Mitch Trubisky at the helm? The answer is no to both. And so if you're not going anywhere this year, what are you rushing Pickett for? I trust and believe in Mike Tomlin. I think he has a, 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 a pulse on what the locker room is. I think the locker room respects him. And sure, this is uncharted waters for him and everybody because Ben Roethlisberger isn't there. Old, reliable, stand in the pocket, deliver the ball, have guys falling at your legs, your knees, your ankles, and he's not there anymore. I remember rolling around Pittsburgh last year. It took me five minutes to get off of the plane and get in an Uber to my hotel. And the Uber driver is telling me, oh man, we got to fire Mike Tomlin, and Tomlin has to go, and we don't need this. And I'm like, are you serious? Do you understand how rare it is to actually have a coach? Well, one that is respected? 
one who has cachet. To that point, the man didn't have a losing record. You know how rare that is? It's called a coaching carousel for a reason. Teams like the Lions, the Jaguars, they get made fun of because typically the organization, it it, it operates like a carousel, like a revolving door. Come in, come out, come in, come out. Hire someone, hire that guy, fire that person. The Steelers have always been a team that they take their time. They're strategic. They're not just going to hire folks and then fire them and bring them in. That's what clown shows do. Hi to the New York Jets. It's not what the Steelers are. They're one of the best organizations for a reason. Continuity. Respect. And they got it. And so, yeah. Kenny Pickett is going to play this year. Are they just going to throw him out there and and see what he got? Are they going to take some more time? I wouldn't rush it. As much as the fans in Pittsburgh want it, as our last caller said, Kenny Pickett is from Pittsburgh. He played at Pitt. Kenny Pickett, he's battled adversity. You want to know what Kenny Pickett has not done yet? That could really rattle him right out the gate? Kenny Pickett has not played in the NFL. And there is a big difference between doing it at Pitt and doing it on the same field, albeit, but this time for the Steelers. Whole nother situation and scenario when Miles Garrett is trying to rip your head off. Be careful what you ask for. You throw Kenny Pickett out there too soon, you might be screwed. Both now and into the future. It's a dangerous, dangerous scenario and situation. But we're going to get ready to take a break. And when we come back on the other side, we're going to talk about it. Now, I mentioned to you Sean Payton. We'll get into him. Not shy about his future and, and what his potential plans might be. We'll get into Sean Payton. We'll talk about this Thursday night football game. The Cleveland Browns beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 29 to 17. Cleveland goes two and one. The Steelers go one and two. And as you just heard from our recent caller, the calls for Kenny Pickett have already started to go up. But is it time? We're going to talk about this game when we come back on the other side. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.